Yeah, and I would just say like engagement really is about connection, right? Like it's, and, and maybe we're seeing less of an emphasis on connection to content because we can get that in a myriad of ways now. Content is like so pervasive across all media. Like we can, we have YouTube, we have uh, Netflix, we have on-demand everything always on content, right? Content is just everywhere. So I feel like this connection to each other and people is really like the charter that we have, not just going into 2024, but like kind of post-pandemic era is what people are looking for is human connectivity. And so how can you make a connection to people that are like you? How can you make a connection to people that are different from you? How can we foster this, these event experiences that draw out deeper connectivity and therefore achieve better engagement with our event experiences? Great events create great brands, but pulling off an event that engages, excites, and connects audiences? Well, that takes a village. And we're that village. My name is Alyssa. I'm Paulina. I'm Rachel. And I'm Felicia. And you're listening to Great Events, the podcast for all event enthusiasts, creators, and innovators in the world of events and marketing. Hi, everyone. What's been going on in this wide, wide world of events? Can you believe it's 2024 already? Oh my gosh, we are so excited to be back and kick off this new season of Great Events. Now, something's a bit awry here. You're like, who is this? So my name is Felicia. I'm jumping right in to say I am one of the new hosts on this podcast. But of course, I am joined by the fantastic hosts that you know and love. Say hi, ladies. Hi. Hello. Hi, here. I was going to say, and welcome, Felicia. Thank you very, very much. This is so, I I don't know, I I feel out of my comfort zone, even though I talk a heck of a lot. This is like new for me. So normally I'm, I'm like, Hey, Rachel. We have two years under our belt, so you you know you have time to catch up too. We'll give you some grace for this first host responsibility. Thank you. <laughs> if I get it wrong, it's all good. Right, so let's just get this show going. Why are we doing this podcast today? Well, we're going to talk about engagement. Did you know that in 2024, this is a leap year? And in the spirit of embracing the different and the uncommon nature of the year, I'll let you into a little secret. In this year in England, I discover you can propose to a man if you if you're you know if you choose to do so if you want to be so uncouth and not wait for this man to propose to you you can propose to him this year (laughs) so I wonder it's it's weird isn't it it's like what is that watch out men I might just randomly propose to you (laughs) (laughs) only if it's an English man Rach the Americans will look at you and like smash a pie in your face or something (laughs) but it's all about being a bit different this year isn't it so how are we shaking things up in the meetings and event industry this year we're going to talk about engagement it's that buzzword that echoes through the industry return on engagement you know investing more in engagement but what does it actually mean how are we going to empower our attendees and our customers and partners in ways that stand out and disrupt the norm this year so let's get straight in. Are we going to see another real engagement revolution in 2024? What do you think? I I think it's more of like an enhanced engagement plan versus like a a resurgent or a revolution. I think there's certain technology elements that are certainly going to impact what engagement means as we, you know, uh, get more into some of the AI things and, um, you know, the, the, the upcoming technologies coming out, but I think engagement is such a buzzy word that 
we have to break down what like it really means. Does it mean engaging people on site? Does it mean pre-event, making sure you're maximizing the right attendee communications that engage your customers or prospects to come to your events? Um, does that mean engaging with your verticals or your communities? There's so many different like directions that you can go with engagement. I think, you know, maybe we just start with the the simple things of what do what do your attendees want yeah and i like to me i'm like okay yes maybe this was a buzzword for a little bit there but it's like this has always been like a core principle of what meeting planners and and event planners do for a living right like no one goes to host an event or go to an attend event that they're like i really want a flat and boring experience and i want nobody to be engaged like that's it's like the undercurrent of an event experience so it's like a you know it's a no duh moment but i think and felicia maybe this is where we're headed is like how do we understand that engagement how do we like value it how do we i don't know dare i say quantify it and i think that's really and kind of what rachel was talking about just a second ago is like how do we lean into the technologies that help us understand what we've always been doing, which was engaging, creating experiences, but how do we really lean into the technologies to help us deeper understand what it is that we're engaging, who it is that we're engaging with, how, how, we're, how we're performing? It's a litmus test, but we have to lean into technology for that. And I do think that's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, Rachel, you said earlier, community and there is something about this kind of authentic nature of engagement that people are looking for. It's not just, hey, I turned up to your event and I'm going to engage at your event. And then now I'm not engaged at your event because I'm leaving. That's really not what I think people are looking for when you said, you know, what do attendees want? You kind of want to connect with the brand. You want to connect with the people in that brand. And so there needs to be this kind of longevity of engagement, don't you think? Where it kind of extends beyond the day. I think that it it weaves its way into all forms of your event life cycle. But for me specifically, when I, when I, I think when any, when you're thinking about your events, a lot of us think about, okay, how are we engaging them on site? And I think that's the the meat of it, right? That's the, that's the sandwich, the pre and the post are um, things that we can measure after the fact, right? We can survey people if they were engaged. Um, we can understand their engagement if they're clicking on an email that we're inviting them to, or if they're registering for, for the event, or they're raising their hand to speak, or they're raising their hand to participate in a a particular meetup on site. Like those are the pre and post things that you can do. But on site, it's like, like you said, Felicia, uh, people don't want to be talked at anymore. They want to go and especially the new generation coming in that if they're going to spend money and time to come to an event, they want to understand like, what am I going to get out of it? And, and the engagement for them is what communities, who am I networking with? Uh, what experiences, because that's the other element of it. It's the networking, but also what cool experiences am I going to get to see, right, at this event? And what are you bringing to me? I, I've said it for years. Attendees are selfish, and rightfully so. I'm selfish when I go to an event. Like, what do I get out of it? And what I want to get out of it is usually what cool experiences am I going to see at this? And what people am I going to network with to enhance, like, my career or my uh, network, right? Yeah, and I would just say, like, engagement really is 
about connection, right? Like it's, and, and maybe we're seeing less of an emphasis on connection to content because we can get that in a myriad of ways. Now content is like so pervasive across all media. Like we can, we have YouTube, we have uh, Netflix, we have on demand, everything always on content, right? Content is just everywhere. So I feel like this connection to each other and people is really like the charter that we have not just going into 2024, but like kind of post pandemic era is what people are looking for is human connectivity. And so how can you make a connection to people that are like you? How can you make a connection to people that are different from you? How can we foster this, these event experiences that draw out deeper connectivity and therefore achieve better engagement with our event experiences? And Felicia, I love what you said too. connect with the the brand as well. Like, how can I feel more tied to this business that I'm either already doing business with, or I'm curious about doing business with, but I'm not committed? How can we foster that notion of connection through depth of community and engaging this community? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you talk, you know, as a marketer, I'm all about the the pre and the post as well. You know, I'm always looking at ways to to make sure that people are feeling surrounded by that engagement. But I know we're always challenge to use technology a heck of a lot and you know these days chat gpt generative ai you know all these different types of technologies that are coming up that would encourage us to actually use more and more and more tech but actually i remember years ago someone said are we are we looking at our screens whilst we're looking at our screens like you're watching television but you're looking at your phone and if you go to an event you're looking at your phone you're doing something else so you're you're always fighting actually for the attention of your attendees and the more tech we put in their hands, and we shouldn't say this, we're a tech company, right? So we'll be like, more tech. But are we like risking it here? More tech, maybe less engagement? I think, think that the, the key word here is smart tech. Use mm. it for your event, right? So use what you think that is going to actually benefit you at your events. And I like, if you think that live chat is the way to do it, like, yes, bring that in and, and do it. If you think real time feedback and, and cause that's one of the trends I was, I was kind of going to mention is how can you implement real time feedback that you can make a difference on site and change? Um, cause I've seen some companies do that in the last year, which was really cool. Like, uh, like live surveys or even people walking up and down the halls asking how their experience is, uh, tracking social media. We do that too. When, when somebody, you know, tracks something or posts something in the mobile app and saying, oh, this was an interesting experience. Ooh, let's change that in the, the mobile app or let's change it real time to like make that engagement experience better. I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see some of that, but I, back to like the tech thing, I think you need to make sure it makes sense for your attendees. Are they going to use it? Are they going to engage with it? And are you and your company going to benefit for, from it? Yeah. I, Rachel, I know we were, when we were preparing for this conversation, we were talking, like, I love what you said about smart tech. I think, and Felicia and I have been jostling with this, but like heads down tech versus heads up tech, right? So where it's, we're able to be instead of reactionary or like in the weeds on the data where our head is down and we're just in this analytical phase, how do we bring this up a level and be proactive um, and lead from the front? But with technology being this um, support system for us, but it's still kind of like a person first 
approach. You know, our brain is at the front of this, even with AI, where our brains almost can take like a backseat. How are we allowing ourselves to still be a person to person um, industry? Yeah. You know what I wish? Like, I'm always thinking about, you know, future, future, future tech, not what's necessarily. And in fact, what I'm about to say is not that far off. But I'm thinking back to Vegas, you know, Cement Connect, people jumping into the ball pit. Those pictures like spring off the page for me. Even now when I look at them, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's an experience. I wasn't even jumping into the ball pit, but I'm going to have that nostalgia. I've been talking a lot about the engagement nostalgia you have of an event. And I wish there was AI that could just be like, we captured 52 people smiling, jumping into the ball pit, you know, so it is the heads up tech rather than you being like, right, check into the ball pit. You know, did you engage in the ball pit? It doesn't matter. <laughs> no one's in the ball pit. <laughs> You've invested in the ball pit or there's too many people in the ball pit. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> but it's, it's that kind of thing where I wish it was a bit more, you know, we do a lot of passive capturing. So, you know, could we do a little bit more of the, passive capturing of engagement which we we do a lot of but I would like to see it continue to go that way you know I always wonder you know those like smiley face things that you hit the button and you're like I was happy I was I was sad I'm like who who is like I'm pissed leaving this like evening event you know if you did that I'm just curious you know you know those attendees (laughs) (laughs) don't don't faint anger. I think it would be here. so funny to just have that at 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 some for, some random part of your event and just collect that feedback. Like, you know, how was your bathroom experience? It was terrible. <laughs> right next to the- I love it. But yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. That the I love that phrase, heads up tech, where it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we're engaging together, right? You know. Totally. How is this? How is the technology supporting you, but your your brain, your thoughts, your experience, your design still in the forefront and your attendees with their heads up, right? Like, yes, these are an assist. The technology is an assist for that engagement, for that experience, for the outcomes that they need. The technology is just kind of, it's foundations, not, not the top. Yeah, I hear you. So before I, I'm going to give us our final little topic on this, but before I do that, How then genuinely do people balance and juggle that content need to deliver content and education with, I just want to throw you in another ball pit and, you know, give you bands on stage or whatever, you know, we're trying to do everything here. What, how do you do How do you balance? I think one of my biggest beefs with, uh, and and I love, you know, I love going to industry events, but sometimes I'll, I'll sit in a session and I will you know, it's great content, but then at the end, I'm like, how do, I don't know. I didn't get anything tangible that I can like actually take back like to my team. And I was talking about this with a few people recently. And it was like, if they could just like actually give you, you know, that they, they talk about their best practice, but then like, give me the template that you use so that I can actually use it. Um, that would be really engaging to me versus just being talked at for 45 minutes. Give me like some actual things that I can use for my events program. And and I'm not talking about pieces of paper and handouts. I'm talking about like, Hey, here's four ways to go on LinkedIn and increase your brand right now. Here are, here are five ways to start tracking ROI right now. Here's the actual ROI formula Right. So just like less gatekeeping, right. And more 
uh info sharing behind the curtains we're all we're all doing our best out here as event planners like let's event event professionals i should say and and we need that help right so between that and like the entertainment like look at your content is your content i would recommend you going through every single session saying is this session actually giving anybody anything to take home with them right and and if it's not then question if it's even worth it yeah and i would say just a, a part of that too is more workshops more discussions more interactivity I, i'll just use i mean our organization just held a huge company all hands basically you know 3000 plus individuals kind of all connecting in a hybrid way um across 5 days and one of the meetings that was hosted was my own teams uh, kind of state of the union. And we had an hour for presentation, but we also had breakouts for, um, like skills enhancement and training and things of that nature. And it wasn't just being talked at. It was a lot of role-playing. It was a lot of tools like Rachel was just describing, like actual tangible takeaways that they could put into their roles Monday following this, this event. And so really thinking through like, how do we apply knowledge as opposed to just share knowledge, um, I think is part of engagement, right? Engage with the content that is purposeful as opposed to just deliver content with a dead end. Yeah. The one, the one last thing I would say is just, if you're, if you want some other things to like look forward to this year, I think <clears throat> tap into your micro communities because they're going to be the ones that um, you want to pay attention to this year, tap into, if you don't know what micro communities are and you don't know what your verticals are attending your events, you have, you have an engagement issue. <laughs> I'll just tell you that right now <laughs> So tap into that. Do we need shirts? I have an engagement issue. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a shirt that says I have issues, but, um, so tap into that. And, and, and the other thing is people are just still after all these years, just the networking, 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 like I want networking. How can you make that, but without just these huge, loud parties that people can't actually talk at, like facilitate, help them facilitate these more uh, meaningful meetups. Um, people will thank you for it. They'll be more engaged. That's my, my two cents. I couldn't agree with that more. And that's going to help lead us into our, the final part of our conversation. So we started by talking about it being leap years, which means, you know, new and strange things can happen. Um, and Alyssa, I think, are you leaping into something, something engaging? Yeah, yeah, I'm leaping into a bachelorette party this weekend because I am actually getting married at the end of this month. So yeah, speaking very, um, very related to the topic of engagement, but I've been engaged for a little bit, but ready, ready to tie the knot by the end She's of the month. She's very engaged into her engagement. <laughs> I'm very engaged with my engagement. <laughs> A quite a little too engaged in my engagement right now. I'm ready for this all to be over. <laughs> but it's it's what I was going to say is it's something new. Like you're trying something new, and you know Rachel's there just talking about micro communities, and it's like you you're not going to invite everyone you've ever known to your bachelorette. You're going to take it smaller, just like she's talking about. You're going to have a smaller group of trusted invited people <laughs> to to enjoy that with you, and that probably will heighten your experience because. It's something new you're doing with a chosen group, right? And I think that's something that we can learn from if we're thinking about doing these new things. How do I take, maybe it's a small group. Maybe I'm not trying to do this broad brush, but I'm doing something that's really new, really wild, like at a bachelorette weekend, um, but with a group that I can really, you know, 
the point of it is like intimacy creates connection or intimacy creates engagement. I don't know. I had something more poignant there, but it's like the the smaller can be just as meaningful, if not more so. So, and to that point, my wedding's only 25 people. So, um, so yeah, like quite an intimate affair, but should create a amazing, memorable experience. Oh, I love that. And Rachel, how are you thinking this year, you know, as a professional, We've spoken about the personal, but as a professional, how are you thinking about, you know, new things, new formats, new locations? Like, what, what's on your mind? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think a lot of it is just going back to the basics of our event design and looking at it, hopefully with a new lens, where um, some of our, um, some, not all, of our events are in new locations. Um, and we have a lot of new formats this year because we have new goals. We're focused on, you know, our customer and um, not that we haven't been in the past, but that's a major focus just to make sure that they are in a good place. So, you know, taking those trickle down goals from our organization and implementing them into our event strategy. um, But then having that like get into the veins of the, of the content and the networking and keeping those micro communities, like I said, happy, I think that's going to be a huge piece for us is like really looking at those verticals, really looking at um, the, you know, the roots of who's coming and making sure that those people who come year over year to our events or even our new attendees have something, uh, we have something to offer them. uh, And, and it's something that they actually want. Right. And, and figuring that out, I think is going to be um, a huge thing for us this year. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely, uh, I always keep my eyes peeled on you. I know you run our events globally anyway, but I'm like, hmm, what's Rachel doing? <laughs> I'm to try something else. I'll take it a bit further because I'm in a smaller market. I feel like I have the ability to just try random things, like really wild <laughs> things. Sometimes we hide them a little bit from you, but anyway, uh, let's move on. <laughs> she doesn't need to know. <laughs> um, Sometimes we like to waste corporate money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm jealous. I want to I want to I want to be in Felicia's team for for a few months and just t- try really fun funky events. Let's do it. Yeah, but I think like if you're not trying and also failing, you're not learning and you're not improving. So, I think that's incredibly important and a good uh you know, practice to adopt. Failure so. is equally as valuable as as success in my opinion. Totally. But but it that's hard. That's hard in meetings and events because you get like a it's like a measure twice cut once type situation in terms of spend and you you know perfection really is kind of the name of the game. But yeah, I know that this is a little bit unrelated to engagement, but how do you improve your engagement strategy by failure? I think that is, that's really important. I, I don't think that's unrelated at all. Like, honestly, um, and you heard it here, folks, I've got green light to go and spend money, but, um, you know, <laughs> I, I think that's absolutely related because I gave an example recently of making a Victoria sponge over and over again and saying that you can bake and then offering it to your same attendees and hoping they'll still be delighted and quite frankly you're going to need to sometimes bake something new and it maybe doesn't turn out quite right but you tried and they go huh that's interesting (laughs) you know and you get better and better at it over time if you try new things so um definitely definitely related so on that note uh I think I'm gonna wrap us up but I am gonna ask you one final final question what are you gonna try that's new genuinely pushing that boat out 
if I could throw that to you. Alyssa, I'm going to start with you. What are you going to give a go in 24? I think mine is start small, right? It's that cuts kind of on brand with how I'm thinking about this season right now. Start small. And I think start with your smaller events, right? Sometimes the monumental can seem daunting. How do you make those micro communities when you have a sea of hundreds, maybe even thousands of attendees at some of your larger events? Think about your smaller events. There's an engagement strategy is very important for your simpler meetings, your smaller meetings. Um, and sometimes it's almost easier to make connections there, but we oftentimes dismiss um, the strategy for our smaller events in favor of the larger. There's so much more of a budget investment or things like that um, for the conferences. So don't dismiss your your smaller events. Those are communities that are worth fostering and engaging with as well. I think I think two two things. So for the trade shows that we go to, which we didn't really talk about on this podcast at all, but we go to a ton of industry events. We have a full season of topics. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. We go to almost 250 industry or trade shows a year globally. Um, and I, one thing that I really am focused on this year is tapping into what does engagement look like at those and what does uh, success look like at attending them? Because I don't think, and this is a whole different podcast topic, but just looking at the leads that you generate from a show, I don't think proves success. And so what I'm trying to do this year is debunk that and then focus on, okay, then what do our engagement points or metrics look like with that? And this is very new. This is just something that has been on our list for, for years of, well, what does brand look like? What does relationship building look like versus just pure lead scans at a trade show? So that's one. And then two, I would say, I want to do a little bit more crowdsourcing this year. Um, I have some other friends in the industry that are, are you know, just texting, hey, we're thinking about this theme for an event. What do you think? I think we should do more of that outside of just, um, you know, your one organization, lean on some of your your industry peeps or your customers. I think I was just talking to Julie Haddix on our team about why don't we just reach out to some of these people personally and say, hey, here's what we're thinking for our agenda. Does this resonate with you? Um, you know, versus like some formal survey, just make it a little bit more focus groupy or, um, or, or, or just more, you know, a little bit smaller with some of the folks that um, have been loyal uh, attendees for years and know um, our events really well. So those are just two quick things that um, I want to do this year that I think will enhance our engagement. Yeah, could not agree more. And on that note, thank you so much. I think I'm just going to wrap us up by saying 2024, not completely new. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, you've done some good stuff before. So keep going on what was good, but try something new. I think that's the, the thing I got from this podcast. Try something new. Get your smaller communities together. You know, intimacy can be good. Talk to your customers one to one. That's OK, too, as, alongside the big surveys. Um, but overall, just remember that, you know, you can get to know your people and therefore do what they need rather than what you need and all should be good. So thank you so much for joining us and join us on the next one. Happy 2024. Thanks for hanging out with us on Great Events, a podcast by Cvent. If you've been enjoying our podcast, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And you can also help fellow event professionals and marketers just like you discover great events by leaving us a rating on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. Stay connected with us on all your socials for behind the scenes content, updates, and some extra doses of inspiration. 
Got a burning question or an epic story to share? We want to hear from you. Find us on LinkedIn and send us a DM or drop us a note at greatevents at cvent.com. And a big thanks to our amazing listeners, our guest speakers, and the incredible team behind the scenes. Remember, every great event includes great people. And that's a wrap. Keep creating, keep innovating, and keep joining us as we redefine how to make events great.